This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in the series, Essentials for Living. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares the power you need to live on, the principles you need to live by, and the purpose you need to live for, so that you're truly living and not just existing. First, we're excited to let you know that very generous friends of Daily Hope have stepped forward with a special $25,000 matching grant. That means any gift you give to help Daily Hope share God's Word with people everywhere will be doubled. So contact us right away. Go to PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's broadcast. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called How to Connect with People. The fourth key to connecting is to be candid. To be candid about the problems in the relationship. In other words, you have to be open. You have to be honest. You you have to be frank. Proverbs 24, 26 says, An honest answer is the sign of a true friendship. Now notice that being candid and being connected go together. You don't have one without the other. Being candid and connected. Because genuine, healthy, deep, meaningful relationships are built on honesty, not on flattery. If you got somebody who's kissing up to you, who's always telling you what you want to hear, they don't really love you. They're using you. Flattery is a sign of a manipulator, not a sign of somebody who's genuinely your friend. So genuine friendships, genuine relationships are candid, where they'll tell you, you know, when you got spinach in your teeth, They'll tell you when you're blowing it. They'll tell you when you're wasting your life, when you're making a dumb, bad decision. Because healthy relationships are built on honesty. Now, all of us, all of us have blind spots. Some of us have bald spots, too, but uh, (laughs) we all have blind spots. The question that really matters is, do you have anybody in your life who loves you enough to point them out? Do you have anybody in your life who cares enough to say, you need to work on this? Do you have anybody in your life who loves you enough to hold you accountable and makes you grow? Because if you don't, I pity you. Because you cannot grow unless somebody points out the things that you can't see in your life that need changing. Honest, loving candidness is what all of us need to grow. But you can't grow without it. So let me give you three rules for being candid in relationships. Write these down. Number one, always compliment in public, correct in private. Compliment in public, correct in private. If you're doing this with your children, compliment in public, correct in private. If you're doing this with your husband or wife, compliment in public, correct in private. If you're doing it with an employee or a student or a friend or a neighbor, compliment in public, correct in private. Number two, correct when they're up, not down. Correct them when they're up, not down. Because nobody can handle correction when they're tired, when they're fatigued, when they're depressed, when they're out of energy. You know, my wife has had to listen to my preaching now for over 25 years. And I depend on Kay to give me good feedback. And she has been a great blessing in my life But the thing that I love the most about Kay's correction or Kay's feedback is that she never, ever 
tells me something needs to change immediately after service. Because folks, after five services, you're lower than a skunk. You're out of energy, your adrenaline is depleted, your blood sugar's at low. Really, after five services, all you want to do is go home, get under the covers, pull them up, and go to sleep for nine or ten hours. And so she always waits until I've had a little bit of rest, a little delay, my stomach's full of food. <laughs> Sometimes she'll wait a full 24 hours, and then she'll give me helpful corrections on improving the skills that I'm trying to improve. You see, when I'm feeling good, I can handle almost any correction. When I'm feeling tired, I can't handle anything. Isn't that true with you? You know, when you're tired, when you're fatigued, the, the slightest little word of correction is like a big mountain, and uh, you know, it just, it's overwhelming. So you need, timing is everything in candidness. The third is never offer correction until you've proven that you're open to it. You should never correct anybody else until first you've proven that you're open to receiving it from them. And so again, you seek to understand before seeking to be understood, and you open up your life before you expect them to open up their lives. Now, all healthy relationships need and allow the opportunity for expression of frustration and anger. Anger is a good thing in relationships sometimes. Mis Controlled anger or, or, or out of control anger is bad, but anger is sometimes the only legitimate response in a relationship where there's love. If there's some things that you don't get angry over, it just means one thing you don't care, you don't love. Sometimes anger is the response of love. Now, the problem is today, many couples are scared to death of anger, so they run from it, and as a result, they're always pushing the issues aside. They're always sweeping them under the carpet. They're afraid of anger, and so they just push it aside. Well, let's don't deal with it. And you spend all your life going round and round and round, skating the issue. And you make little sarcastic remarks about it, and you may tease and hint and offer little jokes, and you may make little wisecracks about it, but you never really candidly deal with the issues. Some of you have been married 10, 15, 20, or more years. And you are still dealing with issues today that you should have resolved in the first five years of your marriage. But you're still dealing with them today. Why? Because you have refused to be candid. And you just kind of skirt around the issues. And you won't face the music and deal with it. I don't know how to say it any clearer than this. There is no genuine intimacy without going through the tunnel of conflict. You say, surely, Rick, you've got to be kidding. I am not kidding. I have probably counseled more people than you've talked with in your life. And I have come to the conclusion that there is no genuine intimacy without going through conflict. Because it is in conflict that the relationship is spelled out, defined, and built. So you have to do it. Now, now notice, over here on one side, you have what I call superficial intimacy. You may like a person, you may be acquainted with, you may be in love, you may be married to a person and still never get beyond superficial intimacy because you won't ever really deal with the gut issues of the relationship that need to be dealt with. Your faults and that person's fault. And so you keep it here at this superficial intimacy level. 
I mean, you can have 10 kids and a lot of sex and still have superficial intimacy. On the other hand, over here is what I call genuine, deep intimacy. Soul-satisfying relationship. Heart-to-heart. Being fully understood by another person and having them fully understand you in a way that you never thought possible on this planet. Having a person so, be so connected with another person that there is a deep, deep, satisfying communion between the two of you. Now, how do you get from superficial intimacy to genuine, soul-satisfying intimacy with another human being? How do you get there? Well, there's no straight line across. You have to go through the tunnel of conflict. It is the only way. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Do you desire more of God? He desires more of you. Let me ask you this. How's your relationship with God right now? Maybe you're walking closely with Him and you feel energized and alive. Or maybe you feel disconnected, like you're just going through the motions. Pastor Rick says if you want to stay connected and even deepen your relationship with God, you need to be intentional. That's why every year Pastor Rick personally goes through a spiritual renewal study. And now he's made that very same study available to you. It's called Going Deeper with God, a personal renewal retreat. In this very special resource, Pastor Rick will personally lead you on a spiritual journey that brings you closer to God. Together, you'll go through a series of audio lessons, and after each session, you'll take a little time to reflect and complete exercises in the Companion Workbook. Through this retreat, you'll experience a renewal of life within you. God will restore your joy as He renews, refreshes, invigorates, and revives your spiritual life you'll never be the same again. When you give a gift to Daily Hope, you're helping share the hope of Jesus with people everywhere. And right now, your gift will be doubled by a $25,000 matching grant. Call 800-600-5004, or you can visit PastorRick.com and we'll send you Going Deeper with God, a personal renewal retreat to say thanks. Again, that's 800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. Be sure to let us know the call letters of this station when you give a gift to help meet the matching grant. Now, back to more from God's Word with Pastor Rick Warren. Now, how do you get from superficial intimacy to genuine, soul-satisfying intimacy with another human being? How do you get there? Well, there's no straight line across. You have to go through the tunnel of conflict. It is the only way. Now, in the tunnel of conflict, I'll be honest with you, it's not fun. It's messy. In fact, it is usually quite painful. Because as you go down from the pseudo-phony intimacy into the tunnel of conflict, there's no light in there. And you don't know if you're going to come out on the right side or not. And in the tunnel of conflict, you have to hear some things you don't want to hear. And you have to say some things you probably don't feel like saying. But they need to be said if the relationship is going to go beyond simple superficiality and accommodation to genuine heart-to-heart commitment and intimacy. 
And you have to say those things. And you have to stay there in the pain and maybe even in the noise and maybe in the hurt. And you have to stay there and work through it because you're trying to work on it and you're both committed to making it happen. So you, you fix the problem rather than fixing the blame. And when you're in the tunnel of conflict, every bone in your body says, this is too hard. I'm not going to do this. It's not worth the pain. And you want to back out and escape and go back up here to superficial intimacy. And unfortunately, most people settle for that in life and never know the satisfaction of being connected at the deepest level with another human being. And so you back out of it and you're up over here and you just kind of settle for less than God's best in your life. But on the other hand, if you will stay with it and you'll say, we're going we're gonna to work on this and I need to say some tough things and I need to hear some tough things and we'll cry and we'll share and we'll work and we'll get angry and frustrated, but we're going to work on this. If you'll stick with it and you'll do these six principles, you will eventually come out on the other side. Now, in the tunnel of conflict, it's, it's kind of like childbirth. At times, the pain may seem unbearable. But if you stick with it, you will have a new birth of a new relationship at a level you didn't even know was possible up to that point. But it takes being candid. Let's say a husband is repeatedly late for dinner. And, of course, none of you have ever done that. He seems totally indifferent about punctuality, permits any little thing to delay him. When he arrives late for the fourth or fifth day in a row, his wife says in an accusing tone, you're late again. Look at this supper. It's cold. I went to a lot of hard work, and you spoiled it. Now, what is she doing? She is attacking. Now, what is the natural response when you are attacked? Attack back. Exactly, attack back. So his response is to justify his lateness and to attack her for not being understanding and for placing far too much importance on the dinner. And so they just create this adversarial relationship. Now these people are supposed to love each other, but they're actually acting like enemies. Now here's an alternative. At the right time, the wife could say something like this. You know, honey, when I prepare a nice supper and it's left to get cold... I feel unappreciated. Now, I know you must have good reasons for being late. I just feel like it's un my, my uh, work is unimportant to you. Now, notice, she didn't make any accusatory statements. No, you do this, you do this, you do that. They're all I statements. I feel this way. This is how I feel. Now, what if the guy brushes her feelings aside? Says, well, you just shouldn't feel that way. She has another opportunity to make her point. She's, he's just proved what she just said. She might say, you know, honey, I tried to tell you that being late makes me feel unappreciated and unimportant. And then when my feelings about it are just brushed aside as unimportant, that makes me feel even more unimportant. Well, now the guy, the guy has no excuse now. I mean, she's just proved the very point he made. I mean, he's a, he's a doofus. Okay? But she's done it without attacking him. You have to be candid. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 25, 5 and 6, better is open rebuke than hidden love, and wounds from a friend can be trusted. 
In other words, if you really care about the relationship, sometime there is only one alternative. Confront. Force the issue. Force the argument. Sometimes that's the only alternative in a relationship that's going south. You have to force the issue and you have to confront in love and be willing to put up with the pain. So let's get real personal right now. Some of you are scared to death of what I'm going to say. <laughs> Who do you need to get honest with? What problem in your relationship are you pretending isn't a problem? What problem? I don't see any problem. It's sitting there right in the living room. Everybody can see it, but what problem? I don't see it. And you keep skirting around the issue and not dealing with it, not confronting it, and just living in pseudo-intimacy. Which of those issues do you need to be candid about? You see, there's another word for keeping the peace. It's called codependency. And that is not a good thing. And that is not what God created you for. Sometimes you must care enough to confront. Tom's going to talk about the next one. There were three uh, pastors that got together and decided to work on this honesty thing. They sat down in a small group and said, let's just be honest. Let's just, let's just be honest with each other about what our greatest struggle, our greatest sin is. The first guy launched things out by honestly saying, you know, I struggle with lust. I, I always have. And and I, and I honestly have had some very, very evil thoughts lately. The next guy said, well, since you were honest, I, uh, I struggle with materialism. And I, I honestly, I'm, a, I'm in debt up to here. The third guy looked at him and said, well, I struggle with gossip. And I honestly can't wait to get to a telephone. <laughs> if relationships are going to work, number five, we have to be confidential with information. Why? Because Proverbs 11.13 reminds us that a gossip betrays a confidence. But a trustworthy man, a trustworthy woman keeps a secret. Are you the kind of person who can keep people's confidences so that they can, they can trust you? We, we tend to think of gossip as one of those little sins. You know what I'm talking about? The misdemeanor sins. They're sort of down here on the list. But when God talks about gossip, he puts it on the list up with things like sexual immorality and murder. Why? Because it is so destructive to relationships. Gossip can tear a friendship apart, a family apart, a church family apart. More churches have been destroyed by gossip than persecution. More, more friendships have been destroyed by gossip than any other kind of disloyalty. It's incredibly destructive to relationships when you, when you trust someone and then find out you couldn't trust them. Now, what's so destructive about it? My favorite story about gossip has always been of the man who went to the rabbi and confess the sin of gossip and ask him, what, what penance can I do for this sin? And the rabbi said, here's what you do. You take this feather pillow and walk up on this mountain, rip it open, and just let the feathers fly everywhere. The man did that and came back and said, is that it? And, no, said the rabbi. Now I want you to go pick up every feather. That's what gossip does. It just goes everywhere. You don't know the impact that it's having, but it's tearing relationships apart. It's tearing you apart in ways that you don't realize. Now, what is gossip? When we talk about what is gossip, let me give you a definition. Gossip is talking about a situation with somebody who is neither a part of the solution or a part of the problem, neither one. If they're not a part of the problem, if they're not a part of the solution, and you're talking with them about it, that is gossip. 
And if we're honest with ourselves, what we're doing is we're making ourselves feel a little bit more important at somebody else's expense. We're talking about their hurts and their problems to make us feel like we're a little bit morally superior to them. That's the danger and the hurt of gossip. Gossip is such a dangerous thing that one of the, uh, one of the values that we have in our small groups at Saddleback is that we keep confidences. That small group, whether it's our recovery group or any other kind of group, it's a place where you can come and talk about what you're facing in your life, and that stays within the group because this is such an important part of relationships. There's a story in the Old Testament about a family that struggled with gossip. You remember Moses from the Old Testament? He had a sister named Miriam who one day got caught up in gossiping about Moses amidst the rest of the people. God called them in as a family, Moses and, and Miriam, and, and stood him in front of him and had a little talk. And he talked with Miriam and told her what she'd done wrong, and immediately on the spot, he gave her leprosy. Now some of you are thinking, that sounds terrible, but I'd like that to happen to the person who gossiped against me. Not, not leprosy, but really bad stomach flu, something where they really knew how much this hurt. You know what God did next? God invited Moses to pray for Miriam's healing the one who gossiped against him. Some of you, you've been deeply hurt by gossip. Things that have been said around the office or things that have been said in a breaking of a confidence even with a, a Christian friend or in your family. And, and what God would say is pray for that person's healing that gossiped against you so that you can be released from the hurt that's come into your life. Others of you, you've been the one gossiping. You've been, you've been the one who has been sharing things about other, other people. And this story is in the Old Testament to remind us how serious this is and, and how hurtful it can be to people. So whatever side of this you are on, the truth is when, when you keep confidences, it makes relationships much more healthy, enables us to keep connecting to one another in healthy and genuine ways. Final key to connecting is to be committed. You must be committed to the relationship because good relationships take time. They don't happen by accident. They take cultivation, they take work, and it takes a lot of time to build a deep connection with somebody. And that requires commitment. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, we have some very exciting news. Generous friends of Daily Hope have offered a $25,000 matching grant. That means whatever you give to help share the hope of Jesus worldwide will be doubled by the grant. But don't wait, because we only have a few days to meet this match. Any amount not met will be lost. So please act quickly. Here's Rick to tell you more. You know, I started Daily Hope so I could spread the good news about Jesus, not just across America, but all around the world. And we want people to know that God's word is filled with hope and truth. And the power that we need to follow him every day is available to every single one. You know as well as I do that the word of God changes lives. It's alive, it's active, and it breathes new life and new love into all of our lives. So wherever you listen to this, whether you listen on the website, whether you listen on a radio station, or whether you listen through a podcast, you're a part of the Daily Hope family. And I need your help. We could not do this without your support. Now, you know, I don't take any funds from this broadcast. We don't have any giant million-dollar donor who's giving big gifts to this. It comes from daily donations from listeners like you. We're 100% listener-funded. 
Would you continue to pray for this broadcast? And would you continue to support us? And let, write to me. Let, let me hear from you. I absolutely love reading the stories that are sent to me. So write me, pray for me, and support this ministry. And God will bless it, and God will bless you, and we'll get to heaven, and we'll thank God for all the people going to be in heaven because you cared. When you give a gift to Daily Hope, you're helping share the hope of Jesus with people everywhere. And right now, your gift will be doubled by a $25,000 matching grant. Call 800-600-5004, or you can visit PastorRick.com. And we'll send you Going Deeper with God, a personal renewal retreat to say thanks. Again, that's 800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. Be sure to let us know the call letters of this station when you give a gift to help meet the matching grant. Join us again next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.